Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that has historically delivered sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Buck Brief. In this episode, we're joined by our friend David Ifoon. He is the publisher of the New York Sun, which I recommend to you and tell you that uh, you should subscribe to. Um, David, thanks for being here. Uh, Let's dive into the situation right now of the multi-day ceasefire hostage exchanges. Tell me what's going on with this Israel-Hamas war as we sit here and we're uh, as up to date as we can be. Well, you know, obviously following the the horrendous, I mean, un- unspeakable attack of October 7th, um, there's been a very obvious and clear shift in the Israeli mentality of the defense establishment, certainly across the nation, where, you know, after years of thinking about dealing with some of its most dangerous enemies in terms of containment, um, now it's all about preemption and eliminating threats where they are. 
And obviously, first and foremost, the, the nation has turned its attention to the Hamas threat in the southwest of the country in Gaza. Um, they took a little bit of time to get their strategy together, but they've gone in now. They have Hamas against the ropes in a very um, in, a, in a very tough spot, which is exactly where, where they want them to be. And, you know, as a product of that, you know, Hamas has, has really been begging for a ceasefire, if you will. And you could see that by the terms in which they have come to Israel, where they're now sort of taking the opportunity to um, release prisoners at a, at a slow drip, release hostages, sorry, that they had seized from southern Israel, including a lot of women and children, mothers and grandmothers and grandfathers, um, in exchange for pauses in the fighting, which I think at this stage Hamas sees as, as being an existential matter. Um, as far as the Israelis are concerned, you know, obviously it's a democratic country. Um, they answer to the people, including the families of the hostages. And even though this presents for them a mili military setback, um, they're prepared to allow it uh, in order to be able to release as many of those innocent civilians as possible. And I think we'll, we'll see this go for as long as Israel um, feels like it can, it can bring back civilians out of harm's way. And then we're going to see all hell break loose again and the final and hopefully complete demolition of Hamas as a governing and military entity. Is there unity in Israel behind Netanyahu on this mission to um, destroy Hamas as an entity in, in a way that there similarly was broad unity in the U.S. after 9-11 to destroy uh, al-Qaeda and find bin Laden? Absolutely. I mean, look, there is a huge amount of frustration with the government over how this was able to happen in the first place and the response and this and that. And basically, everybody who's in any kind of position of leadership or punishment or, or leadership or responsibility is going to be punished by the electorate. I mean, it's hard to see a way out of this. In the end of the day, the buck stops with Netanyahu and the military establishment, and you know they will pay the price for it eventually. In terms of the objectives of this war, you know, it's 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 hard to sort of understate just how unified the country is. I mean, you do see a lot of um, international calls for a permanent ceasefire, or you know, hopefully the ceasefire can be extended. It's just not going to happen. You know, the folks who are saying things like that, um, talking about, you know, I saw a BBC political correspondent talking about how the European pressure is going to be so much on Israel, they won't be able to sustain this. The Israelis do not give a fig what the what the Belgians or the or the Spanish or the Irish have to say. You know, this is about their security. It's existential. Um, and, you know, the Hamas has really sort of poked a sleeping bear and a sleeping giant. Any government leader or military leader who wants to slow down, you know, this goal, of complete definition, de demolition of Hamas is going to get handed out of office. From our sponsor here, this could not come at a better time in our society. I'm speaking of a new company with a new membership officer. It's from a company called Patriot Defender. It's legal defense for you and me, the kind we need most. It's no cost legal defense to protect your rights, freedoms, reputation and way of life. If you speak up at a school board meeting about vaccine mandates and suffer consequences, your legal defense is covered. If your right to free speech is denied and you suffer consequences, your legal defense is covered. The company is called Patriot Defender. 
Their website is PatriotDefender.com. Very soon, they'll be able to provide this membership in your state if they're not already able to do so. Patriot Defender will provide both open and concealed carry self-defense and your right to defend yourself and your family when you need to. They'll provide you with IRS audit assistance. So many amazing benefits from Patriot Defender. If your business, your income, or your reputation are harmed due to weaponization of government entities, we've seen plenty of that going on, you now have a no-cost defense from Patriot Defender if you become a member. I'm such a believer in this kind of defense. I'm actually a partner in this business. That's how much I believe in what Patriot Defender is doing. The website is PatriotDefender.com. Patriot Defender is the only membership that goes beyond just defense for concealed carry weapons. Patriot Defender will cover what others won't to protect you, your family, and your livelihood. It's amazing. PatriotDefender.com. How has it gone so far in terms of the Israeli expectation of the uh, resistance they would get from Hamas and the speed with which they would be able to roll up different elements of that terrorist entity. Is this more or less what was expected? Has it been tougher fighting? Uh, How would you assess that? Look, um, there were obviously major military failures that led to the attack itself. Um, But ever since that point, the Israelis have fought like lions and, and brilliantly and have been incredibly effective. You know, the last time they went into Gaza was 2014, and you know casualties were a lot higher than they would have than than they would have liked. I mean, obviously they don't want any casualties, but higher than they would have liked and higher than they expected. So the Israelis have had about nine years to think and plan and strategize and build technologies that are specifically designed for exactly this theater of combat. Um, and you can see now. Um, they've learned a great deal and they put it into, into, into action. And you know, I don't know how much time we have. Obviously, there's a lot you can go into. But one example is, and not a lot of people know this, the Iron Dome missile defense system is quite famous for intercepting. Um, every single Israeli armored vehicle, including the Merkava uh, four Barak tanks that came into operation early this year, and the Namar APCs that are the two main vehicles that Israel is operating in the Gaza Strip. Every single one of them is fit is fitted with a mini uh, Iron Dome system. You know, the, it's joint, jointly developed with the Americans. The Americans call it the trophy system, and it's on many Abrams tanks as well. The Israelis call it the windbreaker, but it intercepts RPGs and other projectiles, and that saved you know countless lives, um, you know, in the Gaza Strip. But on top of that, I mean. Just the most advanced technologies, you know, some of these tanks have 360-degree digital AI-inspired um, AI and, and uh, optimized battlefield um, management systems. I mean, you know, really smart, sophisticated stuff. And at the same time, I think what the Israelis have realized, and in this they've sort of taken a page out of Alexander the Great's book, and, you know, they've used quite a few battle strategies that – were made popular by Alexander the Great and I studied it at um, West Point and Sandhurst and other military colleges. You know, one of them was this idea, divide Gaza in two and go straight for the command center. That was an, a, a strategy Alexander deployed against the Persians, Darius. But the other one is that they understand that Hamas needs to be on all the time and they can take their time to attack. So you see, you had this three-week pause at the beginning where Hamas needed to be on alert 24 hours a day Israel was sort of resting its troops, you know, taking the time to get its forces and, and battle strategy in place, but at the same time depleting Hamas's, Hamas's reserves. So now, you know, because Israel has let a lot of supplies in due to this 
uh, deal, the hostage deal. So you may see that they again sort of go back to the siege, take their time to let Hamas reserves deplete, and then you know strike again with full force, you know, shortly after that. David, um, when we look at the end goal here in Gaza, what do what do you think that will be? Meaning, we know we know that success is the destruction of Hamas. What comes after Hamas in Gaza? Who's in charge? Who runs this place? Or what does it look like? What happens? Look, I had a piece about this in the Wall Street Journal a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was there in 2005 when Israel with, forcefully withdrew its citizens from the Gaza Strip. I saw it firsthand. I heard what people were saying at the time. Um, Israelis wanted to give it a shot. I mean, the Israeli people are desperate for peace. They're desperate to give peace a chance. And, you know, there was certainly a case to be made that, you know, this would create a, a new opportunity for Palestinians. You know, they left a lot of economic infrastructure there, agricultural infrastructure, greenhouses, you know, and it was all destroyed. Hamas took over within a couple of years. And now this is the fifth war against Israel that, they, that they've launched, you know, not to mention, you know, tens of thousands of missiles. So the Israelis have learned their lesson. You know, they cannot risk the possibility that this goes back to, to what it had become. Um, you know, people have spoken about putting the Palestinian Authority in charge. Well, we tried that before, and Hamas knocked them out soon, soon after. Um, I don't think Israelis are going to rely on international forces. You know, international forces are um, pretty much as good, you, you know, as useful. You know, they're useful until basically a gun is pointed at them, and then they, they run. We've seen that happen many times in the past. So the only option, the way that I see it now, that Israelis consider is Israeli control of the Strip. And, you know, they're not new to it. Israel controlled the Strip since 1967. Uh, sometimes it was, you know, they allowed certain degrees of autonomy or self-governance, um, you know, but non-military and obviously controlling the borders. But, you know, I don't see that the Israelis will allow anything else at this point. You know, that's what you're going to see for the foreseeable future until some viral, viable alternative becomes available. There certainly isn't one right now. David, I want to ask you about this Washington Post report from uh, over the weekend that Biden uh, a few weeks back was was behind closed doors apologizing to Muslim leaders in the U.S. So we'll, we're going to dive into the politics of this in just a second. We're speaking to David Afoon, publisher of the New York Sun. Come back in a moment. We're living in an artificial intelligence world now. It's becoming embedded in so many of the devices we use, the websites and apps we visit. Look at all the attention focused on the departure of the CEO of OpenAI and ChatGPT over the past five days. And that company has been in, in existence for just about a year. AI is here to stay with companies starting to really benefit from their technology innovations. And so will investors. Tech, tech expert Colin Tedards believes this is the beginning of a new era that could make you wealthy. When the market hit rock bottom in November 2022, Colin recommended shares of a top software company. This top software company is up over 200% since then. Anyone who listened to Colin had a chance to more than double their money in less than a year. But now he's recommending a new AI company that he says could do even better. And he says he's found a way for you to profit from this new AI project right from your brokerage account. The details are online. Find this website, newaiproject.com. Newaiproject.com. Paid for by Brownstone Research. All right, David, why, why would Biden feel the need to apologize to Muslim American leaders behind closed doors at the White House for overly doubting Hamas-based casualty figures? Look, um, Biden's a politician, you know, and a uh, pretty slimy one at that. 
And this is what slimy politicians do. You know, they speak out of the two sides of their mouths. They say to their audiences what they think their audiences um, are going to want to hear. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised that this is exactly what is at play over here. You know, the question of civilian casualties in Gaza is a big question because effectively it's the most potent tool that Hamas has against Israel right now. You know, claim that the damage is so enormous, so disproportionate that the, the humanitarian disaster is so extreme beyond anything that any Western country has ever done before to protect its, its citizens and try and externally induce a degree of international pressure that forces Israel uh, into halting its campaign against Hamas in Gaza. This is their strategy. It's their only game. It's their only advantage. Um, what's shocking is just how many supposedly, you know, let's say clear thinking or, 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 or at least, um, you know, entities that are supposed to be responsible are just swallowing this Hamas propaganda hook, line and sinker. And you're talking about, yes, international uh, world leaders from a lot of different countries, international organizations, supposed human rights groups, age groups, journalists, celebrities. I mean, God, you got to see what Hollywood has come up with. Um, but in the end of the day, this is just Hamas propaganda. There is no, and I mean none, zero, none at all, verification for these numbers. There's no source for these numbers outside of Hamas. And, you know, the New York Times has put together this, you know, extensive article over the weekend, which, you know, uses all kinds of smoke and mirrors to try and uh, lead the reader, reader to believe that they have any more information. But at the end of the day, they just don't. And there are some very obvious questions that need to be asked about these numbers. And um, nobody, no, nobody that I've seen in the Western press, or the big newspapers of record are asking these very obvious questions. And, you know, the question, I can go through some of them if we have time for that, but the question of why is a big one that a lot of people are wondering. And, you know, it explains why distrust in news publications in America today is at historic lows. And it's just being reinforced at a moment like this when there are obvious truths, obvious questions that are being so brazenly and blatantly ignored, um, you know, in the service of a certain narrative and a certain perspective. Uh, which those publications of record favor. Well, you know, it's what you mentioned the so-called publications of record, David, and for the the left and the the uh, political elite in this country, those would generally be you know, New York Times, Washington Post, and a handful of others. And what we've seen is an effort on on their on their side to be, I guess they would call it even-handed when it comes to believing, say, Israeli government information and believing. Hamas provided information. But what's interesting to me is I remember during the Trump administration, the Washington Post, the New York Times, both from the newsroom as well as the editorial page, openly saying that, well, we have to be effectively anti-Trump because to be for the truth is to be anti-Trump. Well, I mean, yeah. it, it would seem that Hamas would certainly fall in the category of maybe uh, the truth isn't on their side either, folks. Well, that's that's exactly right, and it's the reason why the trust of these publications, you know, re really that really is in the toilet. I mean, there are so many just obvious questions. I mean, Hamas puts out numbers; it makes no distinction between civilians and terrorists that were killed. I mean, is the New York Times even going to ask, you know, how many of these 
uh, deaths were were militants versus citizens. I mean, civilians. Um, beyond that, I mean, it just you know, I interviewed some folks who were involved in processing the the bodies um, that were brought in. You know, after the terror attack that Hamas committed against the Israelis in southern Israel, they were brought to a central base in Ramla Shura base. It's called. It's run by the IDF's chief rabbinate. And, you know, they had a morgue that contained, that had space for about 200 bodies. So, you know, 1,200 victims, they had to bring in 10 shipping containers, shipping containers, just to hold the bodies for processing, right? And here you have claims that 10, 11, 12 times the amount of dead, um, of victims, of, of bodies, um, you know, are in, are in Gaza and Israel is responsible for it. Has anybody seen... Has anybody seen a morgue where the bodies are stored? Has anybody seen the graves? I mean, we've seen some pictures of uh, maybe a couple of dozen or a hundred bodies being buried in a mass grave. But I mean, these numbers are so enormous. You know, it's impossible that if they exist, there shouldn't be some visualization of them, that the world press and international bodies or human rights groups or the New York Times can gain access to. And if they're not asking these questions, you know, it's clear that they don't have an interest in the truth. That would seem to be where we are with some of these entities, um, that they are, perhaps they, they view their obligation to take the side of the so-called victimized, in the case of Palestinians, they somehow the victimization of, of uh, Israeli Jews doesn't factor into this equation for them, but they're willing to um, excuse so much and even lie about things in order to take a side in this. Uh, David, speaking of uh, excusing uh, abhorrent and the inexcusable atrocities, uh, the college campus stuff that we've seen in terms of support for the Palestinians, I want to ask your opinion on this. And, and basically, we'll come to this in a moment, are, are you surprised or did you expect this kind of a reaction uh, to what we see going on over there on U.S. campuses? We'll get to that in a moment. You can determine whether the towels on your next hotel room stay are any good within just a few seconds of using them. It's hard to determine that in a store. They might feel soft to the touch, but are they absorbent? I mean, you got to use them to know. Well, when you buy new towels from MyPillow, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Their new line of My Towels is made with a cotton that's absorbent and soft, but the proof is in the usage. And that's why you're given two months to try them and make sure they're perfect for you. You won't need that two-month period, but you have it just in case. You can get a six-piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98 with my name as the promo code BUCK. You can get the designer premium line premium line for just $20 more. No matter what set you decide on, that's 50% in savings. To find this offer, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square to check out the new My Towel six-piece towel set and get 50% in savings. Remember, enter promo code BUCK for this special and many more. That's MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square Enter promo code B-U-C-K. I have these towels at home. They are amazing. All right, David. Um, the college campus pro-Palestinian thing, where they're, they got kids chanting from the river to the sea and all this stuff. I've known there's been this affinity on campuses for the Palestinian cause. The same way that you have idiots walking around who are you know big supporters of like climate change and the LGBTQ plus agenda with Che Guevara shirts on. I, I, you know, they, they maybe just don't know. They're deeply ignorant. Um, and so they think that Che Guevara, the communist, would have somehow been their friend. Um, but with the Palestinian issue, I mean, after the mass terror attack against Israelis, 
for college kids to be walking around so desperately supporting Hamas. Surprised when you see this? Expected? And how did this happen? Yeah, I'm not surprised. And, you know, there are sort of ideological underpinnings, frankly, that run, you know, from from Hamas in Gaza, you know, straight to the center of our most elite college campuses. And, you know, if you have to sort of put a finger on it, you know, what it boils down to is, you know, whether you sort of view the world through the lens of victim victimhood, victims and oppressors, of course, um, or, you know, through through the lens of, of um, you know, responsibility, right? The culture of victimhood and the culture of responsibility. In the end of the day, the American way, the Israeli way, certainly the Judeo-Christian way, is a culture of responsibility. It means building a better future. Um, the culture of victimhood, which says, um, you know, the whole world is divided into victims and oppressors. It's obviously prevalent in, in, prevalent in Palestinian society um, and also prevalent on American college campuses that, you know, you don't have responsibility for your own future. You can't do anything about and you can't do anything about it. It's just about finding somebody to blame and, and uh, you know, t- tearing them down effectively. And it's interesting, you know, to, to look at the dynamic. You know, we've heard this from a lot of folks, even, frankly, from I saw the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staffs in the United States, this idea that terrorism is a product of hardship. It's a product of uh, persecution. It's a product of difficulty. I mean, you know this um, from, from your background. I mean, Osama bin Laden... Was, was a wealthy guy, you know. He came from, from an affluent, affluent background. I mean, uh, and, you know, if you compare sort of the response that the Palestinians have had, you know, nationally to the hardship that, that they've been through, to, you know, the hardship, for example, that um, Jews who were sort of persecuted in Arab countries and were forced into Israel, um, you know, it's a very, very different mentality. You know, I don't see... Holocaust survivors going and blowing themselves up, you know, or massacring or raping German women, for example. You know, it's it's a mindset, and it runs. It's a cultural mindset, and it runs, um, you know, straight from from Gaza, you know, to the center of American college campuses. I don't want to say that um, every individual Palestinian holds holds these views. I mean, there are a lot of Palestinians who want a better future who, if you gave them a choice, would rather live in Israel and become part of a free society. You're seeing a ton of Palestinians now in the Gaza Strip, now that Hamas's um, stranglehold on the Strip is weakening, um, talking about, you know, how, how terrible Hamas is. But, you know, there is certainly an overarching theme that is taught um, in the Palestinian institutions that mirrors almost precisely the theme that is taught, you know, in sort of the woke, um, you know, anti-racism, if you want to call it, tradition on American college campuses. Um, So, you know, in that sense, there's a a very strong thread that ties them together, and there should be no surprises at all um, that, you know, this message is resonating, you know, from the middle of Gaza to the middle of Harvard, you know. David Afoon, everybody. David's uh, the publisher of the New York Sun. Go to nysun.com, New York Sun. Peace up right now. If this pause in the Gaza conflict is allowed to turn into a durable ceasefire, it will be a decisive defeat for Israel. That's by Conrad Black. Great stuff up at the New York Sun. David, appreciate you being with me, my friend. Good to see you. Always a pleasure, Mike. All right. That was great, man. Thanks so much. I'll let you know when it's out.
probably be tomorrow. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Reach hey, out John, anytime. How are things down in Florida? Florida's good, man. Florida's good. You ever make it down here? I think we're going to have an Art Basel party, actually, but it's it's on. It would. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. Major Turnbull sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye. He needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that has historically delivered sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.